Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. As we thought would be the case on Friday, most of your votes today for Best of the Weekend involve Wild Card Weekend, involve the NFL playoffs. But there are exceptions to that rule. Our next guest not only led NC State to a victory over number 2 Duke at PNC Arena on Saturday night, 96-85, Wolfpack over the number 2 Blue Devils. He also had one of the best quotes of the weekend. His Wolfpack also took out number 2 ranked Arizona earlier this year. So he said something along the lines of, now I just have to convince my players that every opponent is ranked number 2 in the nation. Kevin Keats, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? DG, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, but I'm not doing as well as you are. Congratulations on the big win Saturday night. How did you pull that off? What were the keys to that in your eyes? Well, DG, we talked about, you know, after those two tough road games that we had, obviously at Clemson and Notre Dame, uh, I didn't feel like that we played well as a team. I thought we had some individuals in each game that certainly played well, but in order for this team to be successful, you know, everybody's got to be on the same page. So we talked about, you know, playing together. We talked about sharing the basketball. Uh, we talked about playing for the, the name on the front of the jersey instead of the back of the jersey. And uh, give these guys credit. Uh, they came out. They played extremely well. And uh, we were successful. You told us earlier this year, I remember, when you experienced the Carter-Finley fans and passion, you said, man, I hope we see a lot of that in PNC Arena. I saw your tweet to Wolfpack Nation at some point over the weekend. If you can elaborate on that for us, it just seemed like you and the guys were sending out a big thank you because as much as you guys had to execute, it does not hurt to have that many thousand people screaming their heads off for a couple hours. Well, you're right. I mean, what a unbelievable atmosphere it was for the uh, football games. I think the two games, and I hope I'm not wrong on this, that were Clemson and Louisville where it was really electric and, and, you know, Carter Finley. And I I was, you know, at that time I said, man, if we can have that same excitement uh, in PNC, then we're going to be very successful. And I thought our fans and and students were tremendous, um, great support. Uh, It really got loud in there. It's a great home court advantage. Uh, I think it's the best in the country. Coach, we saw Omir Yurtseven, who was fantastic against the Blue Devils, 16 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 blocks, come out with some public statements about how he had to be part of the solution. Uh, Abdul Malik Abu said similar things publicly. And it was after you said, hey, I need my veterans to start playing like veterans. How do you handle that kind of behind the curtain? Because what you said was obvious to most of us, but sometimes, I don't know, maybe the player can go the wrong way rather than what turned out here to be going the right way after they heard your comments. Yeah, you know, and I said that, and what I reminded everybody was that we don't have that one guy that could go out and get 25 a night, you know, when you look at, NC State last year on any given night, Dennis Smith was good enough to go out and score 25 to 30 points. In order for this team to be successful, you know, uh, everybody's got to be on the same page, and we got to have at least four or five guys play well to have a chance to win. Uh, the, the other thing about it is that when you talk about guys like Malik and you talk about Amir and uh, Torrey and Doran, those are the only three guys who are really played in the ACC that have any experience. Uh, Leonard Freeman didn't play last year, and the other guys transferred in or are freshmen. So I wanted those guys to be able to step up and, and show the younger guys or the new guys how to compete in the ACC.
Is there any way to explain beyond, you know, free throw coaching genius, I guess? How does a team that was shooting about 70% from the free throw line make 23 out of 25 under pressure against the number two team in the nation? Well, I just I think we felt comfortable, uh, you know, and, and it's um, when you look across the ACC, when you have the opportunity to play at home, most of the wins uh, so far in the early ACC season have come by the home team. I, I just thought our guys, um, you know, they felt comfortable. They stepped up to the line. They felt relaxed, and they, and they made their shots. And I'll give those guys credit, you know, after losing those two road games, they could have, you know, put their head down, but they didn't. And they came back in practice, and we battled every day. And um, it was just a great, it was a great culture win for us. It was a great environment, and you know, I'm excited for our guys. You talked about the need to play together more often or uh, share the basketball more often. Were you sure that that message was going to be received when that ball went up at the start of the Duke game? Were you sure that they would react in those correct ways after a couple losses that really must have hit them hard because they were embarrassing, at least in the number of points that you gave up? Yeah, it was. Uh, I I was very confident that it would happen. Uh, You know, uh, we spent a lot of time showing them tapes where we felt like they missed their teammates or they could have made an extra pass. and, And, you know, in order, you know, if you look at those two games, um, certainly we didn't play well, but I thought we didn't play well on the offensive end. You know, we didn't score enough points uh, because we didn't get out of transition, because we didn't make the extra pass, because we wasn't aggressive enough to get to the free throw line. So those were all areas that we want to concentrate on going into the Duke game. I don't know if this is always a good thing, but you seem to have as balanced scoring as there is around the league. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a superstar. Look at Marvin Bagley of Duke uh, that had a great game even in a loss to y'all on Saturday night. But Freeman at 15 points a game, Torin Dorn at 13, Leonard Freeman at about uh, 12, Omir with about 11, Braxton Beverly with about 10. I know um, uh, Malik Abu's numbers are down, but he's a proven double-digit scorer as well when he's healthy. does that make you harder to defend sometimes than uh, maybe like that Dennis Smith scenario that you mentioned from last year where everybody knew that everything started with Dennis? Well, absolutely, because on any given night, uh, you got to ask yourself who's on the top of the scout report for the opponents to look at. And, you know, when we're sharing the basketball, and then the, the guy who, who we didn't even talk about, um, when, you, when you look at LeVar Batch, you know, he came in a game and gave us tremendous energy. He only had seven points, but he made winning plays. And so we really had seven out of the eight guys or even eight of the guys that really played well. But it does make it a challenge because uh, you don't know who to focus on. Uh, obviously, the strength of our team so far has been our post play. But, you know, I, I think our guards are starting to get in and starting to step up now. For those who were listening, I was referring to season averages, not just the totals against uh, Duke, but the Wolfpack on the season. Unbelievably well-balanced scoring with five guys in uh, double digits, uh, not including Malik Abu, who's going to get there at some point now that he's playing more and back from his injury. How, what did you think of Marvin Bagley's performance? I mean, 95% of this story, Coach, and our phone calls today, they, we call it best of the weekend, have been about you and the Wolfpack. But there are a handful of even Wolfpack fans saying, holy cow, that Bagley dude is amazing. So, uh, DJ, I don't even know why this kid's in college. Right? He's really good. You know, we, we have, and I, I say fortunate because I really feel this way, we've been fortunate enough to play against 
uh, two guys who could very well be the number one pick in the draft when you talk about Bagley and you talk about Aiden from Arizona. Right, right. Uh, those guys are really good, and it's hard to believe when you look around, man, and you think about it, how young they are, and uh, uh, you'll see a lot of those guys uh, at the next level. You'll be watching them on TV, but what a special talent. Um, you know, he, you know, you game plan against him, and he still goes out and gets 31 and 10. Incredible. It seemed like you guys played with toughness against him. It looked like you played intelligently against him, and he still ends up with 31 points, 10 rebounds, and four blocked shots. How about how did you handle Grayson Allen? There's a guy who has been, you know, an All American, and you guys somehow took him out of the equation for the Blue Devils. Uh, how did that game plan unfold? Yeah, I don't know that we took him out. Um, I, I thought our guys uh, did a tremendous job of, uh, you know, playing good defense on him. And, and certainly when you got a guy like Grayson who can score at all three levels, uh, whether it's getting to the to the rim or getting to the free throw line or shooting behind the arc, you know, we wanted to do a good job of trying to limit his touches and try to get back in transition. But, you know, he's a tough cover. But I, I thought our guys, especially Torian Dorn and, and – and Al Freeman did a really good job of um, trying to keep him in front and, and make him take tough shots. You've been at this game for a long time. Is there any way to explain how you have beaten number two Arizona, number two Duke, but you lost to UNC Greensboro at home and you lost at Notre Dame by 30? Like, is that is that as crazy to you as it is to us, or is it just the nature of the game? I think it's a, a lot of different factors in it. Um, you know, college basketball in general, uh, it's really good when you look around. Um, even though Notre Dame had lost Bonzi Colson, but certainly after our game without Farrell and Bonzi, they were able to go to Syracuse and, and yeah. get a win. Um, when you look at Greensboro, you know, these conferences similar to when I was at UNCW, on any given night, because they're smaller, they can spread you out, they can make shots, uh, certainly they can win games. Uh, that conference has had a great non-conference couple wins. Uh, when you think about uh, UNCG winning here at NC State and then certainly Wofford uh, doing the same thing at Carolina, uh, I just think it's a, it's a lot of parity in, in college basketball. For us in general, uh, uh, we're still a work in progress, and what I mean by that is we really haven't had everybody on the floor at the same time. Uh, when you look at Malik, Malik is just coming back and uh, just not being able to have so much guys. All of our guys there, uh, we're a little inconsistent at times. Do you have to move forward assuming that your original starting point guard, Markel Johnson, is not going to be available and just it would just sort of be icing on the cake if he is? Well, we have to play with the guys that we have. And, you know, obviously – uh, you know, right before that UNCG game, is um, that was his first game not playing for us. And I thought it was a big adjustment for our guys um, because everybody had to play different positions and yeah. we were playing combinations that had never played before. Um, you know, Torian Dorn, who had played that fourth guard for us, um, had now had to move over to the small forward position. And, and then we threw Malik in there at the power forward position. And those two guys had never really played together. And and then you got Al, Al Freeman and also Braxton Beverly, who now has to handle the ball a little bit more than we would like. 
And so I just think it's more about, you know, developing chemistry and, and getting the guys on the floor at the same time. You did have a little break between beating Duke on Saturday night and facing Clemson, as you mentioned. Let's see, that is Thursday of this week. So that's a decent break. Does that mean you at least allowed yourself to celebrate the win over the Blue Devils a little bit on Saturday night with family or friends or coaches or somebody else? So, so DG, uh, I, you know, Saturday night, um, I hung out with the coaches for a little bit, but it was such a long night and exhausting night. I think I was I hung out with them for 30, 45 minutes. And uh, on Sunday, I wanted it to be family day. So we got up and we went to church as a family. And I was able to hang out with my uh, my wife and two sons. And uh, I told all the players to have good, clean fun and enjoy themselves. And, and today, we'll get back in here and we'll start getting better as a team and, and start preparing for Clemson. I'm sure your phone was bombarded with texts and calls. If you had to pick, like, one best reaction about the big win, does it come from one of your children, your wife, one of your players, one of your assistant coaches, a fan that you know, a coaching colleague? What was your favorite text, call, or reaction? Well, that's a good one. I, I don't know that one. Uh, I would say this. Um, you know, I got a lot of text messages from fans, and I have no idea how they got my phone <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of dangerous but, coach but, well yeah, listen it is it's dangerous when you if you lose a game it's great <laughs> when you win but you know I, I got a lot of text messages from fans and um you know a lot of them were just excited about you know what's going on and you know listen these kids needed something to cheer about and and obviously I, we got a tremendous fan base as i've always talked about and I was excited about that, but I would I would say the fans. Um, and as I told you, I have no idea how they had this number. That's funny. I mean, it's kind of scary, but it is funny. Some of the most famous coaches I've known over the years who did give me their cell phones, they do have to change their number every number of years because crazy stuff happens like that. I'm, I'm happy that it was all really positive incoming text for you, Coach. Uh, you know we're, we're excited for you. You're getting a lot of votes for best of the weekend, so congratulations on the big win over Duke. And as always, thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show. Well, you know, I always enjoy coming on and, and appreciate it, and uh, thanks for all you guys do. You got it. Right back at you. Kevin Keats of NC State. This is his first year with the Wolfpack again. He's two months into his first season, and he has two wins over the number two ranked teams in the nation.